Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Recalibrating the Scales. I'm your host and Chief Executive Resolutionist, Normia Vasquez-Scales, at your disposal. Surrendering the quest for romantic love. Welcome back yet again to another thought-provoking episode, my dearest listeners. So during our prior episode, our prior broadcast, we'd embarked upon aborting, aborting the scramble, rather the pursuit, in a general context. So let's resume the subject of, of the chase this evening and segue into shared findings on chasing romantic love. I'm in the midst of of nature again, ladies and gentlemen. So here's one, and this is titled, uh, this is Becoming Minimalist, becomingminimalist.com. It's titled, Stop Chasing Success, Seek seek Significance. So in efforts of resuming our overall general um, findings on, on the chase in general, This is actually written by Joshua Becker, and paraphrasing, he opens with a quote that states that I cannot believe that the the purpose of life is to be happy. I think the purpose of life is to be useful, to to be responsible, to be compassionate. It is above all to matter, to count, to stand for something, to have made some, some difference that you lived at all. And that's a quote by Leo Rostin. So per the author, financial success, as we've established, is a powerful motivator and it controls the lives of many. Yes, it does. It chooses occupations. It dictates how time, energy, and resources are spent. It influences relationships, schedules, and families. To some, it even becomes an all-consuming passion that leaves broken people and morality in its wake. Unfortunately, it is not the greatest call we have on our lives. In fact, compared to significance, it fades quickly. So consider consider the limitations of success. Success ebbs and flows with the economy. As recent years have proven, financial success is always at the mercy of a national economy and increasingly a world economy. When the economy takes a downturn, as it always does, so does net worth. Success ends on the day you die. On the day you die, all wealth and possessions and it will be immediately transferred to someone else. And even if you get to pick where they go, the reality is that person is always someone other than you. 
Success is never enough. Financial success will never satisfy the inmost desires of our soul. So no matter the amount of financial success earned, it is always, it always leaves us wanting more. On the other hand, compare the advantages of significance. Significance always lasts. Significance will always outlast you. Even when you're no longer present, your significance will still be yours and nothing can ever take that away from you. Significance carries on. Significance keeps on giving. When you positively change the life of another human being and that person changes the life of another who impacts the life of another, who who influences another, significance satisfies our soul. While the thirst for success is never quenched, Significance satisfies our deepest heart and soul. It allows us to lay our head on our pillow, head to pillow every consecutive night, confident that we lived a valuable and fulfilling day. Unfortunately, many people spend most of their lives chasing financial success. And while some achieve it more than others, almost all find it unfulfilling in the end. When they begin to shift their life focus to significance instead of success, they wonder why They wasted most of their life chasing something different. So don't waste any of your life. Seek significance today. A purpose. I hope my son is listening to this. Here are just a few practical steps to get you started. Number one, realize life won't last forever. Everyone knows that life will come to an end, but no one likes to think about it. That's unfortunate. As soon as you start thinking about the end of your life, you begin to live differently in the present. You're never too young to commence thinking about your legacy. You do. Uh, How do you want people to remember you? And what do you really want to accomplish before you perish? Make a list. Post it somewhere because rarely will, quote, drive a really nice car ever appear. Well, I don't know. I beg to differ with that one. Number two, live a life worth copying. Live your, live with character, integrity, and morality. Your life should look the same in private as it does in public. And while no one is perfect, just begin striving for a life of integrity. It will be noticed. Number three, focus on people, not dollars. Begin to transfer your life's focus from your banking account to the people around you. Rather than worrying about the next get-rich-quick scheme, spend that energy focusing on your child, your neighbor, or the disadvantaged in your community. Number four, start with one solitary person. Find one person who needs you today and begin there. Significance may be as inexpensive as one cup of coffee or maybe perhaps a hot meal or as simple as one heartfelt question. If you're uncertain where to begin, try this. Quote, know how are you really doing? Number five, find a career outside your job. Sometimes our day job leads to significance, but if yours does not, find a career of significance outside of your job by volunteering at a local organization. Most likely your gifts, talents, or expertise are desperately needed. Use your job to pay the bills, to pay the bills, but use your new career to pay your soul. Number six, Realize significance is not dependent upon success. Far too often, people fall into the trap of thinking, once I make it rich, I'll become significant. This is rarely the case. Choose significance today. Begin striving for it now. If then financial success should come your way in the future, 
your mind will be in a better place to truly use your new success for broader significance. Number seven, reduce your expenses. Learn to live with less. Living with less or living below your means, as my father would say, frees up your life to invest into others. And living with reduced expenses allows you the freedom to not spend so much time at the office and more resources on others. Number eight, read biographies of people who sought significance rather than success. If you prefer recent history, read about Mother Teresa or Nelson Mandela. If you prefer older stories, give Mahatma Gandhi or Harriet Tubman a shot. Either way, their lives will inspire you to make more of yours. Rarely do people look back on their lives and savor their personal achievements. Instead, they celebrate the impact they've had in the lives of others. So give yourself much to, to look back and celebrate. Stop chasing success. Start seeking significance. So voila, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so we've embarked upon chasing success in a general context. So now let's dive into a little deeper, deep dive into love. Here's a find on soulsspace.com. How to stop chasing love and let love chase you. Ah, speaking my language. So, whether you're according to the author, whether you're trying to reconcile with an ex-partner or attracting a new relationship into your life, you're probably in a mindset of chasing. So in this article, the author is discussing a few questions that you can ask yourself to find out if you're part of the chasing group. Why it is not the best state to be in and how to stop chasing love and start manifesting love. Question, are you chasing love? Most of us spend a lot of time chasing something that we want to achieve to be happy. Either it's money, a specific career, a house, a specific person, or relationship. We spend hours thinking about what we want and, and we end up taking actions that we eventually regret along the process. So we become so focused on what we want to attract that we completely forget about everything else around us, as if nothing else could ever make us happy. As an example, we can become so focused on trying to get an ex back because we think that they are, they, they are a soulmate or a twin flame. We've spoken about, um, embarked upon twin flames. And we end up ignoring all the amazing people we've met along the way. So our mind associates happiness with a specific outcome. And if you don't achieve the desired goal, you feel miserable and start creating beliefs of not being worthy of love. Sometimes we can even fall into the trap of victim mentality. We think that we're a victim of the universe and that all of our relationships end up the same way, with us being hurt. So what happens when you chase love? Does the above scenario look familiar? If so, you might be chasing love. You know, the thing is, when you're chasing love, you're saying to the universe, I don't have love. You are in a state of lack. If you flip your psychology, as I shared with my, my cousin actually earlier today, and focus on psychologically uh, immersing yourself in the concept of having in the present, having already acquired all, any and all of that in which you seek, then you'll attract more of the things that are, that are aligned with them. So I don't have love. You, if, if you say that to the universe, you are in a state of lack, as we established. 
and um, this is very relevant this is all relative to the law of vibration the law of attraction also your thoughts attract into your life events things and people that resonate according to the law of attraction this means that if you are in a state of lack the universe will send you people and relationships that resonate at the same low frequency that's why you might sometimes feel that you're living the same story over and over and over and over and over again the good news is that if it doesn't have to be this way forever all you have to do is to change your vibration if you raise your vibration from a low frequency of lack to a high frequency of love then manifestation will come naturally into your life stay tuned for my 30-day journal ladies and gentlemen coming soon so check so there's a, a Hawkins scale um, that the author references uh, the Hawkins scale of vibration which um, expounds upon frequencies so how to stop chasing love and start attracting love as mentioned if you wanted to learn how to stop chasing someone you need to make ensure that you start by raising your vibration practice self-love that's one of these things there's some you know my 30-day journal will be a pretty concise tool which will incorporate some of these very very practical commonsensical techniques self-love being at the paramount of things so practicing self-love is key it's paramount to attracting love to your life let go of any negative negative self-talk or self-limiting beliefs such as i'm not worthy of love i'm not enough no one will ever truly love me all my relationships end up the same way instead realize all the good things about you realize that you have yourself and you are enough you don't need to try to find happiness in someone else. Happiness is within you. And let's see. So, so the suggestions are don't put someone on a pedestal. Don't act as if the person you're chasing is, quote, the one. You are the one. And you deserve someone who loves you for who you are. Your whole person. The highs, the lows, and the in-between. You deserve better. Relationships are a phenomenal mirror to show you what you're made of learn more about yourself and become the greatest version of yourself start doing more of what you love either it's a job or hobby if you're doing what you love you're in alignment with your higher self when you're aligned things things you attract things effortlessly manifestation becomes natural and everything you truly need will come to you i am living proof of this because I have been, I have been actively, conscientiously enforcing this every single day. It works. So manifestation, so doing what you love is practicing self-love. In order to practice self-love, take care of yourself physically and mentally. Meditate. Use crystals to attract love. Affirmations, what works for you. Allow yourself to grieve. If you're Brokenhearted because of an ex, don't start chasing the next relationship. We're not looking for the rebound in order to ease or alleviate, soothe your pain. Or I say what drown your sorrows. <laughs> Acknowledge the pain and allow yourself to grieve first. I can't stress enough or the author um, can't stress enough how critical this step is. So most people 
try to numb themselves and end up caught up in a very toxic and destructive and destructive behaviors. You need time to breathe, so don't be afraid to let yourself cry. Another suggestion is to cease blaming yourself. Don't blame yourself for the situation that you're in. Everything happens for a reason. If someone hurt you, forgive the person who hurt you and forgive yourself. Focus on the lessons you've learned instead of why they 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 have instead of what they've done. Don't harbor negative energy. Don't harbor bitterness. As the proverb says, if you harbor bitterness, happiness will dock elsewhere. It couldn't have been a, a, a more accurate statement. So get over past hurt, even if you think they don't deserve forgiveness. Let the universe deal with them. Whatever they've done, it's their problem. It's their karma. You're not responsible for their actions. You're only responsible for how you react to it. How you respond to it. Don't hold grudges. Um, it, It won't nurture your peace of mind. And it will inhibit you from moving forward. Grudges are... Are... Um... A toxic, toxic for your health. It makes you become heavier. To move on, you need to be light and without attachment to any heavy baggage. You will meet someone who will respect you and treat you as, as you deserve to be treated. Embrace them and let the rest go. If someone doesn't want to be in your life, let them go. Letting go of any desired outcome is essential when you're trying to achieve it. Um, the more you chase something or someone, the more you will repel them because you are in, a, in an energy of lack. You need to move to an energy of abundance. So how do you let go? We'll start by accepting that whoever is meant to be with you will always come back to you. Focus on yourself, feel abundant and, ha- and happy by yourself. Let go of the chase to make space for what you truly deserve. Take the lessons. If something that you were chasing doesn't come back to you, it means that It wasn't supposed to be in your life. It means that it had other purposes. They crossed your path to help you grow, to teach you some lessons, reflect on the lessons, be grateful, and move onward. Be ready to receive love. It might sound weird, but many people don't know how to receive love. This is because they keep themselves at a low vibration, which creates resistance and prevents love from manifesting. Ensure that you're in a receptive mode by allowing especially my feminine energy women out there. Allowing. Learn to to turn on your figurative available light. Alerting that you, you're receptive, you're ripe, that you're ready and available. And allow. Allow things to flow towards you. Stop swimming against the current. I have to remind myself of the same. So what's meant to be in your life will find its way to you. Life is full of possibilities. Every day is a new start. So cease chasing love and relationships. Focus on yourself. Practice self-love and they will naturally flow towards you. Voila. Un mas, un mas, un mas. Okay, so. Here's herway.net. Okay. Stop chasing him and see what happens. Six amazing things by Selma June. So, and this is the author speaking. I'm talking to every woman who's giving way too much of herself into her relationship. Now, this is for you ladies out there. I hope you're listening. And you should listen to me carefully because you're about to get the most important dating advice ever. Stop chasing him. 
Stop waiting for him to text you back and see what happens. And trust me, wonderful things will start happening. For starters, your man will start respecting you more and it'll, it'll be... It'll also be a huge boost for your self-worth. And if you decide to follow all other tips and tricks that she offers and what she labels or titles her infatuation scripts, you'll be the one doing all the work to make your relationship blossom. The fact is that the biggest error, the gravest error that that we as women make is giving 110% of ourselves into our relationships and coming on too strong to men. We keep chasing them and keep forgetting that things should actually be the other way around, you know. The funny thing is, keep writing, uh, she keeps, she's, she mentions how she continues to write about how we need to wait for men to chase us, how we deserve to be chased, and she tells herself to stop chasing love, to stop chasing him, but still, she says she's busting her hump, to put it lightly, to make her relationship work. And for what? Now I'm hearing Eartha Kitt. For what? Compromise for what? For five minutes of his time, for five minutes of love, to heck with it. Hell with it. We deserve to be chased, so why are we the ones doing the chasing? We are the feminine energy. I'm speaking of my feminine energy um, archetypes out there. Feminine energy does not pursue, it does not chase, it allows. Okay? It operates in a flow. It's, It's... a lot easier said than done, okay? But there's an enormous amount of truth in this. I mean, it's, 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 it's brutally accurate. So why are we the ones, feminine energy, who are always who are giving all of ourselves, trying so hard to make things happen, to make a healthy relationship? She says, I'll tell you why. I'll tell me why we do what we do because we were raised and taught that we should take care of our relationship but it takes two to tango it takes two for love it takes two for a healthy relationship so there's no point in being the only one who tries and fights there's no point in making excuses for him not treating you right because you're a good person nor in waiting forever for him to change you must understand that you don't deserve to be an option to someone whom you're treating like a priority Oh, wow, that's that's a slam dunk, <laughs> spot on. So this one goes out to those who've had enough of busting their humps for the wrong men. What happens when you stop chasing a man? The most amazing thing happens. Your man starts looking at you in a, an entirely different way. He'll understand that you aren't a woman without self-respect and that he might actually actually lose a woman who truly loves him, which will capture his interest for sure. So she says, I know you're probably, you're now wondering things like, what happens when you stop chasing him? Or will he come back? But don't worry. This tactic will bring him back to you sooner than you think. He'll be afraid that he might lose you and and that'll make him chase you for a change. Of course, this is only true if it's true love. If your man honestly loves you and wants to keep you in his life, that is. So the author wants to to aid you by revealing six things that will happen for sure after you stop, you cease your chase. You abort the mission. Halt. But you can expect many other positive results from this very efficient method. Says he'll miss you. You never know what you have until it's gone. That's scientifically, scientifically proven. And there's a high possibility of this one coming true for him as well. 
once you start putting yourself first and getting giving all of that energy you've wasted, you've exhausted, on him to yourself, he'll realize that he misses you. He enjoyed the attention you were showering him with. He liked being the one who was chased, and now that all of it is gone, he misses it. So once he's, you stop chasing him, he'll miss your laugh, your smile, your incredible energy that kept him going. But take a good hard look at your life before and at your life now. If you're enjoying the way you get to take care of yourself, the way you get to treat yourself as a queen, the way you truly deserve to be treated, is he really worthy of giving it all away? If he still expects you to chase him after weeks of him paying the bare minimum of attention to you, he must be out of his mind. And I know how hard it is to walk away from something that you put so much effort into. I know it's hard to stop chasing someone that you're totally into. But it's high time that he starts chasing you. It's time he gives you that kind of love you deserve. And if he doesn't do it, you know what you ought to do. So, says he'll start chasing you. This is the time when he begins thinking selfishly. He'll think about how good it is to spend time with you, how much it meant for him to have you by his side. He'll recall all of the dates when you had a great time together and naturally want to relive them again. But you're not there anymore. So the next step is to start chasing you again. Men are hunters by nature, but basically they enjoy both chasing and being chased. The perfect combo then is to give him the opportunity for both. So you had your share of the chasing game. You showed him that you were interested. You showed him that you two are a great match and that there are tons of things you have in common. You demonstrated to him that spending time with you is great and texting all day long isn't boring at all. Now it's time for him to return the favor. So apply the no contact rule and stop texting him and calling him. Be careful about posting lots of pictures on social media. Stop giving him insight into your life and start acting like the prize and well, pretend like you two are just acquaintances. This will turn on the panic button in his, in his mind, in his brain, that he's losing you and his hunting mode is going to activate, unfortunately. I'm not making this crap up. This is the most valuable dating advice received last year, that she's received last year. In this phase of cutting him off and moving on, he'll start texting you and making time for you. When, and this, this would be a masculine energy man. When you decide to stop chasing him, he'll make the first move and send you the most random stuff there is to say. So just to start a conversation with you, he'll tell you every single event that happened last week. He might even start talking about zodiac signs as long as it means establishing communication with you. He'll shower you with compliments and every time you take them well, he'll fill up with pride. Men want you to notice that they're working hard because it makes them feel good about themselves and boosts their self-esteem. So every time he leaves you speechless with his seduction skills, he'll take it as a reward. And voila, you got yourself a chaser just when you stopped chasing him. Plus, you got yourself a whole bunch of free time in the process. Okay, so another sign is you'll start noticing men who are actually interested in chasing you. There's no chance you can notice anyone that is actually interested in you while you're chasing someone else. That's the way it works. You have eyes only for him, so you don't see a man who is utterly in love with you. You have ears only for him, so you can't hear love in someone else's voice. You're waiting for his text messages only, so it's hard to focus on texting with someone else, because love for him 
took over you, you couldn't see men who would be honored to have you by their side. You were unable to notice all those good guys who were interested in long-term relationships instead of narcissists disguised as nice guys who are only interested in playing games with you. No fun. And now it's time you give yourself a chance to do exactly that. Just because you pulled away doesn't mean your love stopped. But instead of thinking about cutting it off completely, think about simply putting it on hold. You haven't given up on him totally. You're just taking a break, thinking of it, think of it as an imaginary long-distance relationship. And don't be afraid to open up to other men while you're doing so. You don't have to let them in or look for love. Just give someone else a chance to entertain you. Let someone else have the opportunity to be a part of your life, maybe like a friend. Or that cute young man at the bar who lifts your mood, who knows? Maybe he might even be your soulmate. You never know what life can bring you. And you never will if you close off, close off to it. So don't be afraid to take risks. Don't be afraid to meet new people. I'm sure you'll be pleasantly surprised in the end. Fewer bad dates equals more free time. The thing with men who want to be chased is that they're not only interested in you, but simply need an ego boost. And you're the one who's giving it to them. The love you have for him makes it easier for you to make many excuses for his behavior. So many, so many compromises and sacrifices you wouldn't normally make, but is he worth them all? Every time you two were together, you had a feeling that it was borrowed time, that it was basically the only time you had in a schedule that was free instead of him clearing it for you. Because that's what you do when you like someone. That's what you did for him. And now that you're no longer going on all those bad dates, you have much more free time for yourself. All of that time you spent waiting for him you now have to make your dreams happen. All of that time you spent obsessing over him, wondering what the hell was going on in his life. You get to devote to your passions and life. Here's another. You'll get to rekindle your relations with your friends. Sometimes we tend to get lost in love so much that we slowly drift away from our people, from our circle, our friends and family. It doesn't have to be anything huge, but it's still enough to feel distant when you finally do meet up with them. It doesn't even have to be noticeable, but you can still feel it in the way you can't open up without struggles you're going through, the way you fear that they may judge you for it, but they're, they're your people. They'll never judge you. They're the ones who, who sing you ugly cry and still love you after it. They're the ones who help you your hair while you were throwing up and they still love you. Your best friends are the ones who were by your side, thick and thin, thick and thin, parting with you, breakups, makeups, mending, bending, highs, lows, and in-betweens. And this is a great opportunity for you to rekindle those relationships. So plan a getaway, go on a wine tasting, what have you, and out with your, with your friends, your kindred sisters, as I would call it. Night, nightclubs, what have you. Nightlife, day life, coffees, teas, lunches, brunches. Make it count, and then every night after it, and every morning that follows. You'll start enjoying your life. That's the other benefit. This is probably probably the best outcome of them all. This is the one where you fall in love with your life instead of falling in love with some jerk off, <laughs> jerk, pardon me, who doesn't know how to appreciate you. This is the outcome where you finally see that it was him who dimmed your life, that it was him who took away your spark, not particularly because he's a something uncomplimentary, but simply because he just took away parts of you 
You never gave anything in return. When you're giving parts of yourself to someone, when you're putting in so much effort, so much willpower, and so much love into someone, only for that someone to never give anything back, you're left hollow. So, what does that leave? You're left empty and drained just because you never received any of it back. And it's as simple as that. But once you learn how to be on your own, once you start enjoying spending time with self and those in which you are worthy of your company, the self-love, you'll boost your self-confidence and laugh at your past decision to tolerate other people's nonsense in the first place. And you'll enjoy every second of it. So do guys notice when you stop chasing them? Of course they do. If your man is truly in love with you, he'll notice immediately that you're pulling away and he'll immediately react immediately because he doesn't want to lose you. So men easily get used to all get used to all of the attention they get from a woman who deeply loves them. It makes them relax a bit and to cease putting effort into their relationship. Once all that attention is gone, they immediately get that feeling that something is off. When you show him that you're tired of putting so much effort into your relationship that you're sick of just being in a one-sided relationship and that you're finally putting yourself first and foremost on the front line, front and center, I should say, it'll make him appreciate and respect you on a whole new level. Trust me, the most viable dating advice you'll get ever get to stop chasing him is to stop chasing him and you'll see what happens. In order to stop chasing a guy, you'll need to master the art of understanding men, which isn't that difficult. You just need to give him some space and make him understand that you won't be there forever, waiting for him to make up his mind. Shift the focus back to self, your work, your goals, surround yourself with positive positivity and sound company, worthwhile company, high vibrating company, understanding that you're living your best life and that you don't have time to waste it on a blind pursuit of women who don't warrant your, who are not serving of you. In the beginning, it may be a challenge, but after a while, it'll be second nature. Everything will become so much easier the next day. When you get a text, from a message from, from him asking to talk, hang out, the bottom line is that if a guy wants to keep you in his life, he'll do everything to make that happen. If he's the right guy for you, the one who truly loves you, he'll never let you go. So, voila, it's pretty straightforward, you know, so not to be redundant, that's basically the gist of it. Self-care, focus, shift your focus to self and to those who are worthy. A final thought is keep in mind that whatever the outcome may be, it'll be better than being stuck in a one-sided relationship. It, it still beats being taken for granted and not treated, treated the way you deserve. I know it's terrifying, she knows that it's terrifying. Because he's the one you love and you still think that he's the right man for you. He's actually the only man you decided to let in and he gambled it away. So stop chasing him. See what happens. You'll either lose someone you never really had or gain someone who will be truly worthy of you. Either way, it's definitely a win-win situation. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to stop and applaud my behind-the-scenes team Bradley at this very juncture all of your unwavering support over the years. Coupled with all of you magnifying listeners spamming and speckling the globe, as always, please, please do bear in mind that this radio show and movement does indeed rest upon your very broad shoulders. Therefore, 
by humbly imploring your continued listenership. Until the next episode, this is Normia Vasquez-Scales, signing off.